RBC is a proud partner and supporter of Powwow Pitch and Indigenous entrepreneurs like Squalwen Botanicals' Lee Joseph. Discover her story in RBC's latest edition of A Chosen Journey at rbc.com forward slash a chosen journey. Traditional healing with a modern vibe. Sister Sage, powwow pitch winner, has got you covered. Cleanse your body and spirit with smokeless smudge, handmade soaps and bath bombs. Peace, love and smudge. Join the Sage fam at sistersage.com. Shopify is supporting Powwow Pitch to scale across Turtle Island this year to grow our support for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwowpitch to scale with us by selling your products online with a 30-day free trial. Quay, welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch podcast a show empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quemtanasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi and Anishinaabeg. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins. And today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Her Braids, an author, water protector, mom, and advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powwow Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers, and creators to share their stories, learnings, and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch, syndicated through the Startup Canada podcast network and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, and Facebook. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. As the seasons begin to turn, today we are discussing our greatest teacher, Mother Earth, environmentalism and entrepreneurship. We are so lucky to have with us today Herb Farmer, herbalist, environmentalist, and the founder of Mitigoman Agriculture, Kayoki Waitak. Kayoki started horticulture, studied horticulture at Kamasun College. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Awesome. In Victoria, BC. Five years ago, Kayoki started Mitagoman Agriculture, where he grows and sells his brand of herbal tea called Coyote. He produces these herbal teas organically and sustainably. Since the start of the business, he has learned a lot about regenerative agriculture, permaculture, environmental sustainability, biodiversity, and making herbal teas and medicine. He has also studied Western herbalism and took a tea sommelier course. Hello, ever fancy. <laughs> In 2019, Kayoki won the Powwow Pitch Competition, which got him the grand prize and great exposure, including interviews on CBC, APTN, and CTV Ottawa. Last year, Kayoki was selected to be on the first ever Canadian Agriculture Youth Council, where he chairs a working group on a climate change initiative. 
Kayoki, welcome to the Power Pitch podcast. We're really happy to have you here. Um, and I want to go back, uh, start out with uh uh, the story about powwow pitch uh, only because you pitched uh, two times. Is that right? Yes. My first time, I believe I did it in 2017 and I felt short of the podium. Okay. But I remembered you and was so intrigued by your uh, pitch and everything that you said. Um, yes, you didn't win, but I remember thinking, oh man, this guy has to come back because I'm not a judge, right? I just, I, I have the privilege of hosting power pitch and seeing all the entrepreneurs and so the next year i don't know if i wrote to you or i think i seen you at a powwow or somewhere and i said hey you gotta come and try again and you said to me you said why no guy ever wins powwow pitch <laughs> oh my god Kaoki! right through my heart. I was like, but he ain't wrong. I didn't even notice that. Um, but then you did come back. Uh, how long ago after? How Was it one year or two years after? Or three years? It was years? two years after, uh, back in 2019, where I came back and uh, took the championship. <laughs> you took the championship. Um, but I remember that story and I remember you telling me that. Uh, so can you tell me why, uh, why you, why you thought that or what made you think that and why you decided to come, come and give it another go? <laughs> um, well, I think I decided to come give it another go after I believe I saw you at the powwow and you uh, tell me it was going on again. And then also, uh, the third place winner. Uh, my friend Ivy also convinced me to uh, come back that year. Um, so, yeah, it was basically a, a few peers who kind of told me I should come back and kind of persuaded me to try it again. Cool. Um, I like your story. I feel like you've shared this a couple of times, but for our listeners, uh, I, I'd like to hear more about why you started. I think I read it in, a, in one of the articles that was written about you, but why did you uh, go down this road? <laughs> Um, so it all started basically back uh, back in the day when I was in high school. Um, I missed a, a rugby game. I was part of my high school's rugby team, and I missed a game. And so that day, my father, as pun sort of punishment, made me dig out some sumac stumps out of some bricks that we had in the yard. <clears throat> and during that time, we got to talking about soil and growing food. And he convinced me to give it a try. So that day we went to the store and I bought and planted my first seeds that day. And I've been planting some ever since. That's amazing. What did you plant? Uh, I believe it was a few cucumbers, a few string beans and two watermelons. <laughs> wow. And they all took? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Uh, yep. I got, uh, I think, one little cucumber, uh, <laughs> a few string beans and two watermelons that year. So. <laughs> so that started in high school. When did you yeah. decide, um, hey, maybe I can make a few bucks doing this? What happened there? Uh, so um, back in uh, after I went to uh, horticulture school in Victoria, the following year, I moved back uh, to Quebec and I started a small patch of garden. Uh, one of my favorite plants is mint because uh, there's a bunch of different varieties. And so I made a, a small garden bed and I put nine different kinds of mint in different ones I thought tasted good or smelled really nice. And then that fall, I harvested them all and dried them out. And then I, I wanted to taste them all as tea. 
And then when I was doing that, it was my mom who suggested, hey, like these uh, smell really good. You could probably package them up and sell them. So that's what I did that year. And then it was the, the after that, uh, that fall, I kind of decided, well, maybe I can do this as a business and then start to proceed from there. Wow. And what made you think tea, though? Like of all the things you could have chosen, that's what you that's what you chose to do. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, I have to say it all, all because of mint tea. I'm obsessed with mint tea. It's one of my favorite things to drink. Uh, so it was really just mint is what really got me into growing tea as it's uh, a really easy plant to grow and it tastes really good. So that's kind of what sparked the the business idea. Cool. And then so when you started selling them, how did you go about doing that? Uh, at first, uh, I um, for the first few years of my business, I sold all my products um, at markets, including farmers markets. Uh, my first market was actually in my home community. Or I should say our home community of Kitagon Zibi during the summer. Um, so, yeah, it was all about going to farmers markets. Actually, I think I, I don't know if this was the time, but was it at the was it at the old Ro or by the Rona in that big empty yeah. building? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I totally bought your peppermint chocolate tea and it was in a little glass container. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my first market ever. That was. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that was the first time. I'm happy. I and I remember because I had never heard of chocolate mint tea and i was like wait this is tea and it was delicious like i was so impressed with it and i also hadn't ever heard of loose leaf tea in my life up until that point so i don't know where i was living but that like uh that blew my mind um and sort of i also started a drinking loose leaf tea after that uh because that was the first time i had ever seen that kind of tea um and then so like you went from these literally these tiny little glass containers right with a little sticker on it if i if i can remember correctly right yep right and then so now um i've also you know whenever i see you on the powwow uh you know vendors or wherever i buy your tea but it's in a like a beautiful brown sort of biodegradable bag with your logo and stuff how can you or can you describe it how it looks now or maybe the phases that you went through to get to where to where it's at now yeah so at first i started with the jars because i thought the jars look really nice and the, i was going for the reusable kind of packaging after somebody's done drinking all my tea they can then use the jar for something else but i sense that i have switched to a packaging that is, uh, so the bags I use are stand-up pouch, uh, brown stand-up pouches, but they're um, they're quite a cool little technology, but they keep uh, my products fresh for up to a year, and they're biodegradable, so you can literally throw the bags in your compost after if you wanted to. Yeah, so it's it's super interesting. I, I got to visit you last year. Was it last year, I think? I went to visit your garden? Yes, it was. Yeah. And so, like, how many teas do you have now? Like, what is, what is your or what is your yearly cycle? How does that look? Um, so right now I have about 26 different kinds of herbal teas. Um, but every year I usually add about two or three kinds. So I started with about 14 different kinds. Now I'm at 26. Um, next year, the year after, I'll probably be around 30. Um, possibly even more because I'm, I'm still still so much I'm still learning so much almost mm -hmm. every day about different kind of plants you can use for tea 
and what works well together. So I'm still experimenting, trying to get like really good blends. Um, so yeah, every, every year I have more and more kinds of tea. Wow. And so like, let's say someone were, you know, had no idea how this tea, like you, we sort of see these teas, uh, in the market and we just sort of say, oh, wow, we buy it. And, and that's that. But like, what's the process? Explain all the work. Cause I, uh, you know, after seeing what you do, like it blew my mind, your garden. Like I was so blown away that day. And I was like, this is a lot of work and this is not even tea yet. So, you know, I do things with beads. So I understand that process and the work that it takes. But this, the process that you have to go through is also dependent on Mother Earth, right? So I assume like you have to water it or, you know, if the sun is not shining, like how does that look and the time, please like explain, because I look at your tea and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if he's charging enough, like, because <laughs> it's so much work. Yeah, it is quite a lot of work. Uh, so most of the stuff uh, starts around this time or uh, usually in, in my area, May 24th is our no frost date, uh, meaning you can plant plants outside past that date. Um, so yeah, there's a few of my kinds that I have to go out and buy plants every year or propagate them on my own, uh, including lemongrass. My lemongrass, uh, I propagate it right after Christmas. So I started from seeds and then I let it grow inside under uh, fake light, uh, for the, all the winter months. And then I can plant it outside in the spring around May 24th and let that grow a year. Um, a lot of my crops are perennial, meaning that they come back every year. Mm. So I don't really have to do much except give them a little bit of fertilizer. Um, but yeah, so basically I, I get all my plants together. I plant them in my garden or let them come back if they're perennial. And then I let them grow till about July is when I can start harvesting my first crops, um, usually mint. Um, so basically what I do to dry is I just cut all the, all the stalks that I want and then I put them in bundles and then, uh, well, I wash them first, of course, um, try to get any, because everything I do is organic. So I wash them to try to make sure I get every single little piece of dirt or bugs off the plants. Then after the washed, I uh, put them into bundles and about what's called bundle drying. Basically you just hang them upside down in a bundle. And I let them dry out for about two to three weeks to make sure that they're uh, 100%. Uh, there's no humidity left in them at all. And then after that, I take the, uh, the bundles down and I start the most tedious process of stripping all the leaves off of all the stems, which uh, takes me pretty much all of September, October, and usually most of November to do. Uh, and then once all the teas are stripped, that's when I package them and then they're ready to go. Wow. And this isn't even, you know, the work that's involved in like setting up wholesale or getting them into stores or selling them yourself. Like this has been from May 24th till what did you say? September? Uh, usually, yeah. May 24th yeah, is usually September is when harvesting, I mean, harvest everything. Wow. And then only in September, that's when you start to see sort of your your profit, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I sell most of my products in actually October, November and December, uh, usually the Christmas season. And uh, I also find it harder to sell tea when it's warm outside. Mm. Um, generally, people drink more tea when the in the colder months. So, 
Oh, that makes perfect sense. See, I never would have thought of that, but like that makes absolute perfect sense. And then and then what do you do after that? Like is all your inventory consistently sold out? Like is and then and then you start again in May or do you you know, uh, does it slow down? Usually I am sold out usually by January or February every year. Um, this year is a little different. Like most small businesses, I didn't sell out quite as quickly. Um, I still, a lot of, I still sell a lot of my tea through events, either like Christmas craft shows or people wholesale buying, uh, a lot of teas for events. However, all events were canceled this year. So, um, I just still do have, uh, a lot of it, my inventory from my 2020 season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This year was uh, an exceptional year. Have you ever thought of taking your business online and having more of a, you know, is that a, is that a thing or? Yeah. Like most businesses, I switched to uh, more online sales this year. As, um, so yeah, you, uh, all my ATs can be bought online at www.mitigoman.com. Perfect. That's what I was just about to ask. Um, so that's where you can find all of the teas, uh, and you know, they're friggin' delicious. Uh, I love the work that you're doing. Um, I respect and appreciate teas so much more because I've, you know, had the privilege of going to visit you and just see a tiny little bit of the work, um, that you do. Um, so would you have, what, if you had to give other entrepreneurs who are in the, I'm going to say food business um what tips would you give uh them <laughs> um oh that's a good question uh <laughs> there's definitely got to be resourceful to try to um figure out how to get uh, be able to produce your products um i i personally don't own any land everything i do uh, all my teas that are grown are either harvest from the wild on other people's lands or I use some of my family members' land to grow all my stuff. Um, so yeah, you gotta be be resourceful to try to figure out what, how you can get, make your products and get them to market. Yeah, and um, you know, what was your, is business everything that you thought it would be? And if not, like, what did you anticipate when you were starting? I uh, know I'd say it's about kind of how I thought it would be. Um, there's definitely a lot of roadblocks. Um, I when I first started my business, I went to startup uh, an event, uh, Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, and there they told us to embrace failure was one of the big themes that a lot of the panelists talked about that day. And I that's something that was super important to me that I learned to do. Because as not only an entrepreneur, but as a, a farmer, gardener, you're, I see a lot of failure. I've had many crops fail. I've had crops eaten even last Ooh. year. So it's something I've really learned to embrace. Wow. Failure. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good lesson too. I, I, you know, I failed with my first business and I, you know, even that word, it has sort of a negative connotation, but that's where all the friggin' growing happens in your mind and where, where you learn how to uh, stand up and figure out a different way and to see where your your muscles are made from. And I think entrepreneurs have these special um, muscles. I think indigenous entrepreneurs, especially uh, we're so, you know, accustomed to doing things in a different way um, that, you know, it, it it makes us ideal entrepreneurs. and. 
And I would say uh, makes us more flexible. I think that you have that even the way that you speak and the way that you do, you know, your business, you have sort of this relaxed uh, attitude, which I really admire. Like, I think that's good business, um, you know, when you're doing it through tea. So, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Uh, you're doing an outstanding job. Uh, I appreciate you being a part of Powwow Pitch. And uh, I love to, you know, see more of what you're up to. So please keep in touch. And um, yeah, uh, everyone, if you want delicious tea, um, go find uh, Kayoki and his tea. So thank you very much and uh, have a good day, Kayoki. And thank you very much for the opportunity, Sunshine. Thank you for joining us today on the Pow Wow Pitch podcast, dedicated to empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Facebook, and Shopify. To our syndicate partners, Startup Canada. To our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankevich. And to everyone who makes Pow Wow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Indigenous Startup Program to get access to training and mentors, the Powwow Pitch Competition for your chance to win up to $25,000, and the Indigenous Entrepreneurship Awards to celebrate your success. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Quemtanasco. Miigwech. Bye.